Congratulations, you have just found the number one over 50 health and wellness podcast on the planet. Hello and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life, so that you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have another episode of The Coach's Corner today, so no guest, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. So this week, I want to talk about an amazing fat loss win that one of our clients has had over the last six months. And then I want to talk a bit about whether HIT, that is high intensity interval training, is an appropriate form of exercise for those of us over 50. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that as of the recording of this podcast, we still have two spots open for our Christmas in July promo. Basically, the way this works is you buy our three-month personalized one-on-one exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle coaching package, and we coach you for six months. So basically, six months for the price of three. The idea is to help you shed a few pounds, build some muscle, and ride into the holiday season looking and feeling great. And the best part is we'll coach you all the way through the holiday season so you start the new year next year lean, strong, and confident. If you're interested in taking advantage of this promo, hit me up at coach at silveredgefitness.com. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. I want to start today's episode with a fantastic client success story. So back in January, Mike came into our program. So Mike is 61 years old, and his initial weight was 328 pounds, and that's at six feet height. Now, here's the deal. He was assigned to coach Monica, and after his onboarding, she put him on a reverse diet. So I'm going to stop right here. Think about what I just said. A reverse diet, for those of you who don't know, means exactly what it sounds like. We asked him to eat more, not less food. So think this through. He paid us a not inconsiderable amount of money to help him lose weight. And the first thing we did was ask him to eat more, not less food. Now, Mike had had a history of restrictive dieting. I think I remember on our onboarding call that he said he'd messed around with all kinds of low calorie diets. He'd played with keto, maybe some intermittent fasting thrown in there as well, and just obviously was struggling for long-term weight loss and specifically weight loss management. So the first thing we ask all of our clients to do is to weigh, measure, and track all of their food for a week so that we can get a baseline on how many calories they're averaging a day and what their macros look like. And macros are what's the percentage of those total calories that are coming from protein, from carbs, and from fats. And we discovered that he was averaging about 2,000 calories a day, which simply isn't very much food for a guy his size. Now, remember, Mike had a history of very restrictive dieting. He told us he was recently at 1,600 calories, which is, frankly, a ridiculous amount of food for a guy that big. Now, the other thing you should know about Mike is this dude is strong. He's a strong dude. So he enjoys 
powerlifting. In fact, I think he said he had worked with some of Dan John's programs, Easy Strength. I think he had worked with Andy Baker, both of who are gurus in the strength and conditioning space, and both, by the way, have actually been on this show before. But I wanted to mention the fact that he's a strong guy for a couple of different reasons. One is he came in as, like I said, he was a pretty big guy, six foot and 328 pounds in his first weigh in. That's pretty big, but there's two different kinds of big. Um, I know the healthy at any size movement are really fond of saying things like, well, you know, people in bigger bodies can be healthy and we can be healthy at any size. And Sort of, right? There's two different types of obese. And when we see somebody, let's use Mike as an example, when we see a guy at this size who's clearly overweight, but with a lot of muscle, we could make a case that this guy is healthier, maybe much healthier than, say, another guy who is skinny fat. And this is especially true as we age. Now, if you're not familiar with the term skinny fat, again, that's what it sounds like. That's somebody who typically on a guy that shows up as maybe some man boobs, maybe a, a pot belly, but was typically with skinny arms, skinny legs, very weak with a high percentage of body fat. So perhaps a low body weight, but also a very low percentage of muscle compared to fat on their body, which is, as we're finding more and more, a very unhealthy place to be. So there is some truth into that. Well, people in larger bodies can be, we're finding that they can be healthier. Yes and no. Take that with a grain of salt. So clearly Mike came to us as a, as a strong person, right? So he comes into the program. Coach Monica starts him as we start all of our clients in a metabolic restoration phase. And a part of that typically is reverse dieting, meaning again, he's eating more calories. And what do you think happened? He lost weight. He came in at 328 pounds and two weeks later, after eating more calories, not less, he weighed in at 321.6 pounds. A month after that, he was 318. So in his first month of reverse dieting, he lost 10 pounds. Again, while he continued to eat more. Now, I need to pause here and say that this is not the norm. Most of our clients... Like I said, all of our clients come in and the first thing we do, we have this metabolic restoration phase. All our clients go through that. Basically, we're preparing you to be healthy enough to start a diet. But occasionally we see this and specifically I see this with some of our heavier clients. Now, I know there are some very smart zealots out there, some of them with PhDs behind their name that will hear this and they're just screaming bullshit because everybody knows we have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. There's no way this guy was losing weight. Somebody's lying to somebody. Either I'm lying to you or maybe Mike's lying to us. So somebody might reasonably say, well, okay, so maybe the explanation is, is because we upped his workouts a whole bunch. So there's two different ways we can look at calories, right? There's calories out and calories in. Maybe he's burning way more calories than he was. I just told you Mike's a pretty strong guy. He came in already lifting weights, really enjoying powerlifting type uh, of activities. We didn't up his workouts in any crazy way. But to be honest, I don't have a good scientific explanation for this ph phenomenon. This phenomenon where we have somebody come in, we put them on a reverse diet, we get them to eat more food, and they lose weight. But I've seen it enough times to know that while it's not uncommon, it certainly is a phenomenon. It does happen. 
Okay, so here's my theory on what's going on. When we get people like this, say in this case, a guy who's been overweight for a long time and has a history of chronic dieting, that body is in a constant state of survival. The metabolism is slow to a crawl and the body and the brain perceiving food scarcity does its damnedest to hang on to every single gram of fat that it can. Because remember, fat storage is your body survival mechanism to keep you alive during periods of food scarcity. And when we take a person who's been in this state for so long, some of them... <laughs> sadly enough, their entire adult lives, and then we put them into a metabolic restoration phase. That is, we start to feed them a little bit more food. We start to help them manage their sleep. We start to help them manage their stress levels. Their body finally feels safe enough to let go of some of those precious fat stores. So that's my theory on what's happening when we see this phenomenon. Now, just to back up a little bit and tell you what normally happens with most of our clients, because like I said, all of them start with a metabolic restoration phase. Usually what happens is nothing. That is, the, their weight doesn't go up, doesn't go down. Every once in a while, we may see a couple pounds down. We may see a couple pounds up. And when, in the cases where we see a couple pounds up, we would hope that that is additional muscle and not additional fat. But at any rate, Mike came in. We started his metabolic restoration phase. He dropped some weight, some decent weight, 10 pounds in a month is, that's good for anybody. But he did that while starting to eat a little bit more food. And now Coach Monica during this time would have been tweaking his macros as well. Remember your macros are your carbs and your proteins and your fats. And Mike had been a little more sophisticated than a lot of our clients come in since he was a, a strength guy, right? So I'm to be sure this guy was pretty keyed in on hitting his protein targets. And I, I believe that Monica was kind of tweaking that percentage and finding that exact right right percentage of protein versus carb versus fats for the amount of food that she was having him eat. And of course, she'd have been working on optimizing lifestyle habits during this metabolic restoration phase. So once she would have finished that initial metabolic restoration phase, Coach Monica would have started Mike on his first accelerated fat loss phase, that is diet or calorie restriction, where of course, that's where we'd expect him to lose weight. And he did. He continued to lose weight while he was in his diet or in his cut. And then, of course, she reversed him back out again. And I believe they have, in the last six months, they have run that cycle twice now. And the reason I wanted to use Mike as a case study, there's a couple of reasons, really. The first is because he just broke the 300-pound mark. He recently weighed in at 298 pounds for a grand total of 30 pounds lost in just over six months. That is fantastic. I mean, that is, and I'll be, I'll be the first to admit that is not normal in our programs. Otherwise, I would be telling everybody, Hey, come in and lose 30 pounds in six months. Most of our, most of our clients do not experience that kind of weight loss in six months. Those of you that have been around here for a while have probably heard me say things like, Hey, you can either lose weight quickly or you can lose it permanently, or you may have heard me refer to our services as we're a health first weight loss program and you need to have patience. And that is true. We are very much a health first weight loss program or fat loss program. And most of our clients are not seeing this dramatic of results, but that's why I'm telling you about this, right? Mike came in, um, obviously was it worked very well with coach Monica, adhered to his program and has had fantastic results. And the second reason I wanted to use this is to emphasize just how important preparing for a successful diet is. And I can't say this enough. 
what you do before you diet and what you do after your diet is so much more important than your actual diet. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, right? Most of us, when we think of weight loss or we think of fat loss, we think of going on a diet. We think of eating less and moving more, maybe hitting the treadmill or, or upping our cardio. But what you do before you diet, that is, we call it a metabolic restoration phase. That's just a fancy way of saying, hey, let's make sure you're healthy enough to start a diet. Let's make sure that you're in a place, metabolically speaking, where you have the best chance of losing weight sustainably, losing weight in a healthy manner. And then what you do after you diet. So, so many of us just diet, we diet down, diet down, diet down, and we're eating a ridiculously small amount of food at the end of our diet. We're hangry. We're not very happy. We're ready to get the hell out of here. This was a miserable experience, but we've lost some weight. So we're happy. We feel good about ourselves. And then we just go back to the way we were eating pre-diet. And I think all of you listening know how that ends, right? It ends with you gaining that weight back, perhaps with a few bonus pounds to boot. So hats off to to Mike. Fantastic work there. Hats off to Coach Monica. Great job. These are fantastic results. And I just wanted to give a big shout out to both of them for their hard work and their dedication. Is HIT training appropriate for those of us over 50? Okay. So a listener of the show, Eric, recently asked if I could cover the topic of HIT for those of us over 50. So shout out to Eric. I appreciate the suggestion. This is something we haven't talked about here in quite some time. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, HIT or high intensity interval training is a form of cardio. It's basically really short, intense cardio sessions followed by less intense recovery periods. So let's back up and talk a little bit about cardio. So cardio or cardiovascular training, it's known as conditioning, or maybe you know it as aerobics or just simply cardio, is an essential part of any exercise program. Not only is cardio great for heart health and pulmonary health, but a well-designed conditioning or cardio program can help you maintain a healthy weight when done correctly can help you build muscle when done incorrectly actually pairs down muscle. We've talked about that on the show before. It can improve your immune system. It can help you sleep better. It can boost your mood and increase your energy. Now, there are tons of forms of cardio. My absolute favorite and the, I think probably the most underrated form is just plain old walking, especially for those, those of us over 50, but for anybody, just walking. Um, but there's tons of cardio we can do, right? There's walking, there's jogging, there's biking, swimming, rowing, jumping rope, or any type of aerobic activity could be considered cardio. So with all these options, which gives you the best bang for your cardio buck? Now, of course, the real answer is it depends. We're all at different points on our fitness journey and an ideal conditioning program for one person might be grossly inappropriate for someone else. However, there are some basic principles that apply to all of us, regardless of where we are on our fitness journey. One of the most effective and efficient forms of cardio is HIT, high intensity interval training. And HIT is simply that combination of these short, intense bouts of exercise with some less intense recovery periods in between. But the magic is in the intensity. Unlike, say, a 30-minute jog or a bike ride where your heart rate's slightly elevated but relatively stable, HIT workouts typically utilize short, intense, unsustainable bursts of physical activity coupled with rest intervals. 
So there's multiple benefits to HIT style workouts for those of us over 50. Let's talk a little bit about what those are. And the first is HIT is really, really efficient. Unlike more traditional forms of cardio, HIT workouts are quick, they're intense. You're in, you're out. In fact, one of the most common forms of HIT is known as the Tabata, and it's only four minutes long. A Tabata workout is this. You work out intensely for 20 seconds. So this is usually a 90 to 100% max effort of some exercise followed by 10 seconds of rest and it's repeated for eight rounds. So that brings you to four minutes. Another common form of HIT is what we call one to three work rest ratio and is a great starting place for people just starting out. So an example of this might be 30 seconds of intense exercise followed by one and a half minutes of rest. Repeat for three to five rounds. As your level of fitness approves, you can aim for shorter rest intervals. But there you see the one to three, you're doing 30 seconds of work and then triple that in rest. So you're getting basically fully recovered before you start the next round of really intense activity. Another benefit of HIT exercise is it's really effective. HIT workouts typically burn more calories in a shorter amount of time than continuous aerobic training. And better yet, you continue to burn calories even after you're finished working out. HIT can also boost your endurance and carries over into more moderate intense activities like, say, running a 5K. Another benefit of HIT-style workouts is they're versatile. HIT exercises are only limited by your level of mobility and fitness, and almost any movement can be used. So some common movements used in HIT workouts are things like sprinting, biking, burpees, kettlebell swings, dumbbell snatches, stair steps, squats, battle ropes, pull-ups, push-ups. Really, any activity that you can do repeatedly, intensely, is a good candidate for a HIT workout. I suppose at this point, we should define what we mean by intense exercise. What exactly is intense? Now, this could be and probably is different for everyone, depending on your current fitness level. For one person, getting up and out of a chair repeatedly might be intense, while for another person, all-out sprints might be more appropriate. The key is to find the proper amount of intensity that is suitable for you. Now, to do that, a lot of people use the RPE scale. RPE stands for Rate of Perceived Exertion, and it's typically expressed on a scale from 1 to 10, where 1 is minimum effort and 10 equals your all-out max effort. For an effective and efficient HIT workout, you should be aiming somewhere between the 8 to 10 range of the scale. So that's on the more intense side of this. This is something that you could not sustain for minutes at a time, certainly not for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. This is an activity that you can maintain for five to 30 seconds, let's just say, uh, maybe up to a minute, depending on, on what type of hit workout you're doing. Now, there's tons of great HIT resources online. YouTube has thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of videos with great HIT workouts. And there's tons of Tabata apps. And your favorite music streaming service probably even has Tabata playlists right in there. And basically, what these apps do, or these playlists, these Tabata apps, or these Tabata playlists do, is they have 20 seconds of typically intense music, followed by 
like 10 seconds of rest. So it's got somebody that comes on and says, okay, three, two, one, hit it. And then the music jumps and you go hard for 20 seconds and then three, two, one. Okay, now rest. And it gives you a 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So you're doing your 20 seconds of intense activity followed by 10 seconds of rest. And those apps or playlists are really nice because they, they help you keep up with the timing of all that. Now, if you are new to HIT style workouts, start with one time per week. This is a definitely a case of more is not better. Once your body adapts, you can turn up the intensity or you could add an additional day into your training week. But due to the inherent intensity of HIT workouts, a good rule of thumb is to have at least 48 hours between HIT workouts so that you can recover appropriately. So, HIT does occasionally get a bad rap when it comes to specifically for folks in our age group, right? The 50, 60, 70 year olds out there. Should we really be doing hits? And I'm of the opinion that as long as I am able to express myself intensely, let's just use sprinting as an example, just running all out. As long as I have that physical capability, I want to hang on to that. I don't want to let that go. I'm a big fan of sprinkling in some hit workouts. For those of you that are looking for, and that's probably most of you listening here, you would like to perhaps lose some fat and gain some muscle. Hit is a great way of doing that. What happens is a lot of times, especially I'm talking to you cardio bunnies and you folks that are more endurance athletes, you guys love the runner's high, things like that. That's not particularly a great prescription for fat loss, and you're going to pare down some of that that type 2 muscle fiber that you get from strength training when you're doing more of that steady state cardio. So this is a way for those of you that just love those cardio workouts, love that intensity. This is a great way for you to get that in there without really sacrificing muscle loss. And like we said, HIT is a fantastic tool for fat loss as well. So there you go. If you're not currently doing HIT, I would advise start small, meaning short because they are intense, and meet yourself where you are. Like I said, that rate of perceived exertion should be somewhere between an 8 and a 10 on a scale from 1 to 10. Maybe you start out, and certainly on the lower end of that, maybe as an 8, so you're getting decent intensity. And as you get better at these and more comfortable with these workouts, go ahead and feel free to ratchet up the intensity. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com, including our Over 50 Guide to HIT Training. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put the links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 209. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. The first is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons, and for you podcast folks to consider giving this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today, and until next time, stay strong.